Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians six fourteen about the breastplate of righteousness. If you want to live a life of glory and beauty, you need to clothe yourself with the presence of God. There's no other way. You cannot live the Christian life in the power of your flesh. That's why you're here tonight, right? You heard about temptation and armor and the devil, and you might, yeah, I'm coming, baby. I can TiVo that TV show, right? Because I want to know more about that. I want to know more about how to clothe myself with this power from on high. This is how you do it, right? You spend time in his presence. You begin to spend time in the things of honor and beauty, beauty and glory. These are the things that are God, all, all that he's about. Now, I'm reading from the Temple Institute as they've done some research on, gobs of research on this. They say, no priest, neither lay, nor the high priest himself is fit to serve in the temple unless he is wearing the sacred garments, As the Talmud states, while they are clothed in the priestly garments, they are clothed in the priesthood. But when they are not wearing the garments, the priesthood is not upon them. Conducting the service without these garments would render the priests the same as those who are not descendants of Aaron, all of whom are unfit for service in the temple. Now you might be saying, Pastor Michael, but how does this apply to a New Testament Christian? We are a kingdom of what? Of priests, right? We serve our God. Now, we're in the new covenant, and we're saved by grace and all of that, but we are still told to array ourselves with clothing. We are still told to put on the new man. We are still told to put on the armor of God, and for us, it has to do with our power in our lives, our effectiveness in our lives, our ability to allow the power of God to be effective in our walk with Jesus Christ. So these garments had to be treated very carefully. They were custom made to the size of the priests and there were a lot of priests. And if these garments were soiled in any way, there were certain provisions apparently for cleaning in some cases, but if they were soiled in certain ways, they could not be reused. And the garments of the high priest, they would hide them away. You couldn't destroy them. They were very much seen as holy unto the Lord. So look at Exodus 28 verse four. And these are the garments which they shall make. A breastpiece or a breastplate. I want you to notice that as the garments are listed, what's the first garment or the first piece listed? It is the breastplate. And an ephod and a robe. The ephod is kind of the, the piece that you can see there in the checkered colors that the breastplate is connected to, so very important. And a robe and a tunic of checkered work and a turban and a sash, which is a belt, And they shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, and his sons, that he may minister as a priest to me. You say, if you're counting, I count six things there. Where's the seventh? The seventh is actually the crown, uh, uh, and it's uh, listed in Exodus 28. Skip down to verse 36. You shall also make a plate of pure gold and shall engrave on it like the engravings of a seal, holy to the Lord. And you shall fasten it on a blue cord, and it shall be on the turban, and it shall be at the front of the turban. It shall be on Aaron's forehead, and Aaron shall take away the iniquity of the holy things, 
which the sons of Israel consecrate with regard to all their holy gifts, and it shall always be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. Now look at verse six. Notice the materials that are used here. Exodus 28, verse six. It states, they shall also make the ephod of gold, of blue and purple and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. I showed you a picture of how they twisted the materials. The work of the skillful workmen. It shall have two shoulder pieces joined to its two ends that it may be joined. So you had the ephod and the breastplate. They were made of uh, five materials. Uh, There was gold, sky blue, dark red, and crimson dyed wool and twisted linen. And if you skip down to verse 15, we get a little bit more insight. You shall make a breast piece of judgment. The work of it, the work of a skillful workman like the work of the ephod, you shall make it of gold and blue and purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen, you shall make it. Now notice that in verse 15, it is called the breast piece or the breastplate of what? Of judgment. Now does the word judgment in this context speak of judgment in the sense that God's going to judge you? I don't think that's really what it means here. In the NIV, anybody got NIV out there? What does the NIV say? For making decisions. So it has the idea of decision making. Now go back to the Urim and the Thummim and now go back to the idea of a breastplate of rightness. In other words, this piece of armor is going to help guide you in your life away from what? Evil. Away from sin. Away from the lies of the enemy. And so the, the high priest has these stones and he's got this ephod and he's got these cool looking vestments and materials and two sardonic stones are on his shoulders. This is recorded in Exodus 28 verses nine and 10. You shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on the one stone and the names of the remaining six on the other stone according to their birth. And you shall put them, they're gonna be on the shoulder, shoulders of the high priest. Now think of it this way. The 12 tribes are represented here on the breastplate and on the high priest's shoulders. Now what kind of imagery starts to come to your mind there? The 12 tribes are the people of God and he carries them on his shoulders. He says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares to me because I, what? I care for you. He carries their burdens and their sins. God laid the, that yoke upon Jesus Christ. And then the other image of the breast piece here with the, the engraving of the, the gems, and I want you to just think of this. When God wanted to represent the 12 tribes on the breastplate, he chose gems. They're all different. They all have, they all have different places that they're taken from some from the water, perhaps some from the land. They're different colors, but they make up God's people. And they're not simply just written, tribe number one, tribe number two. They are engraved. And we are engraved on his heart, if you will. The people of God are close to God's heart. You see, this is everything that the armor is about. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ carrying us through life. Uh, leading us in the battle and, and showing us that we are very um, important to him. 
Every time that the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and represent the, the people before God, God could not see the people apart from the ministry of who? The high priest. Because there were these chains of gold and they held the breast piece in place and the, the gems were actually in a kind of a setting of gold and it reminds me of the value of God's people. We're very valuable to him. And there were chains holding that breast piece in place. It wasn't going anywhere. The high priest had to come in with the proper clothing because this is what he was doing. He was interceding for the people to God and God to the people. And when you put on the armor of God, do you see what you're doing? You are taking the provisions of God and you are saying, Lord, I understand that you are my great high priest and I'm calling upon you, please come and be my help. Please come and cover me. Please come and clothe me and empower me. This is the imagery of the Lord. And so please uh, look at, Verse 16 in Exodus 28, it says, it shall be, and he's speaking now of uh, what holds the gems, it shall be square and folded double, a span in length and a span in width. You shall mount on it four rows of stones. The first row shall be a row of ruby, topaz, and emerald. The second row of turquoise and sapphire and a diamond. The third row of jacinth and agate and amethyst the fourth row of beryl and an onyx and a jasper. They shall be set in gold filigree, so set in settings of gold. And the stones shall be according to the names of the sons of Israel, 12 according to their names. They shall be like the engravings of a seal, each according to his name for the 12 tribes. You shall make on the breastpiece chains of twisted cordage, work in pure gold, you shall make on the breastpiece two rings of gold and shall put the two rings on the two ends of the breastpiece. You shall put the two cords of gold on the two rings at the ends of the breastpiece or breastplate. And you shall put the other two ends of the two cords on the two filigree settings and put them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front of it. And you shall make two rings of gold and shall place them on the two ends of the breastpiece on the edge of it which is toward the inner side of the ephod. And so you can just see how from the shoulders with chains of gold, this breast piece is held in place. And each of the tribes is named before God. And each has a precious stone. And one day when we're in the holy city in the New Jerusalem, you know what it's gonna be filled with? All kinds of precious stones. If you go back and read a, a description of Revelation 22, and look at the holy city, you're gonna see these precious stones and you're gonna see the gates made of these, these brilliant jewels and you're actually gonna see the 12 tribes uh, named on the gates of the new city. This is, this is God. He never stops loving his people. He carries them on his shoulders and close to his heart. He carries you on his shoulders and close to his heart. See, this is the imagery of who we serve. And when he's painting the picture, I think he's, he's showing us the beauty of the relationship that we have with Almighty God. And so uh, if you skip down to Exodus 28, 29, it says, and Aaron shall carry the names of the sons of Israel. And to me, 
that is a picture of what Jesus does for us. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, Pastor Michael and the team really appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to bring you the truth of God's Word and help you apply it to your life. To equip you when people in your community have questions, not to throw the truth in their faces, but to have an answer for the hope you have inside you. Would you please help us with something? Would you please reach out to us today to tell us how Walk in Truth has been a blessing to you? We have a church board, and they would love to hear from our listeners. They want to know how this ministry is reaching you. We would love to know how Pastor Michael's messages have helped you day to day, or even just this one time if you're a first-time listener. Please take a couple moments to either call us and leave us a message or email us. The number is 844-48-TRUTH or you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH or contact at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much and God bless. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. He never stops loving his people. He carries them on his shoulders and close to his heart. He carries you on his shoulders and close to his heart. See, this is the imagery of who we serve. And when he's painting the picture, I think he's, he's showing us the beauty of the relationship that we have with Almighty God. And so uh, if you skip down to Exodus 28, 29, it says, and Aaron shall carry the names of the sons of Israel. And to me, that is a picture of what Jesus does for us. And Aaron shall carry the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece of judgment over his heart when he enters the holy place for a memorial before the Lord, how often? Continually. Now the Lord never forgets about us. That's the cool thing, right? He doesn't need to be reminded, hey, (laughs) remember Asher? Remember Dan? You know, remember Joseph? No, he knows who we are. But the high priest still comes and presents us before the Father. And the people of God are over the heart of the high priest, Jesus Christ. And notice, you shall put in the breastpiece of judgment the Ur- Urim and the Thummim. They shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. And Aaron shall carry the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. And so, if I can translate this to, to the armor, I think what the implication is here is that when we are looking to make decisions in life and we come to God, he will illuminate what we're supposed to do. He will give us wisdom and insight. Now, how does that happen? All of us want to know the answer to that question, right? And sometimes God says, no. Sometimes he says, slow down. Sometimes he says, not now, just wait. And sometimes he says, yes, go, do it. But he's the one that we look to for our decision-making on what's good, 
what's right, what's true, what's lovely. Lord, I need you to guide me. I want to I want to have your heart in all my decisions that I make, whether you're calling me to fight a battle, whether you're calling me to just wait on you in an attitude of worship, whatever it may be, I want to be close to your heart. I want to make solid decisions. I want to walk in righteousness. I want to wear the breastplate, and I want to walk with you and have you lead my life in everything that I do and everything that I say. So I'm going to give you five quick things that you can sum up in your notes. The breastplate is called the breastplate of decision making or the breast piece for making decisions. That's number one. That's Exodus 28.15 in the NIV. Number two, it was set in the 12 gems representing the 12 tribes, speaking of the fact that God knows his people and loves his people. They are unique to him. We are precious stones to him, if you will. Number three, the breastplate was connected to the ephod. It could not be loose from it. And God will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Number four, it was worn upon, upon the high priest's heart, reminding us that his people are always close to his heart. And it held in place the Urim and the Thummim, by which decisions were made, asking God, what should we do? Should we go? Should we stay? And so it has to do with support. We can quickly see some beautiful connections regarding walking in God's ways or in righteousness. He will support us. He will be near to us. And the clothing of God will display beauty and honor. We are gems of God. And he picked us as gems. Now, we have a beautiful foreshadowing here as uh, Christ, our great high priest, bearing on his heart, sustaining and presenting us before God. Earlier, we saw that we rest upon his shoulders. He holds us up. He preserves us, keeps us close to his heart. Their names were not simply written on the breastplate, they were engraved, and we are engraved on his hands and on his heart. They are carved into precious gems on his chest. You know, when I have someone close to me and I want to really let them know how much I care about them, I open up my chest. I say, you can rest right here. And those are the people nearest and dearest to me. You know, I want you to be right here. If you're going through something, come here. See, that's the heart of God. I think that's the picture. The, they are held by cords of love. It's interesting, the, the Hebrew words for the material being wound in the cord is the same words used in Hosea 11.4 for the wayward bride being held by the cords of love. Nothing will ever separate us from his love and care. Their value is their connection to him. See, what gives me meaning and hope and light is my connection to my high priest. That's why I'm alive. That's why I'm walking in the light. And since I've been clothed with Christ, I have the armor of light, Romans 13, 12. I've been clothed with Christ, Galatians 3. I have the righteousness of Christ, Romans chapters 4 and 5. My background, my race, gender, position in life have no bearing. When God looks at his people, he sees them through the high priest, Jesus Christ, and he is our refuge and our strength. It says in Psalm 132.9, let thy priests be clothed with righteousness and let thy godly ones sing for joy. And so, Father, we just wanna thank you for how you clothe us with the breastplate of righteousness. We thank you for the image of the Roman soldier because we know that Paul was chained to a Roman soldier and 
could have gotten some of his inspiration from their outfit and how their vital organs were protected by the breastplate. And we need your protection, Lord. There are many things that come and try to hurt our hearts, and there are some hurting hearts in here. Sometimes it's our own failures. Sometimes it's our own waywardness. And we just ask that you would cover our hearts with your righteousness. Father, help us to walk with you. As we think about the image of the high priest, we can see another deep layer here of beauty, of closeness, of covering, of refuge, of love, of a great high priest who's still in heaven and still lives to intercede for his people. So let us not lose heart. Let us be clothed with the full armor of God that we may take our stand against the schemes of the evil one. Let us not be ignorant of his schemes, but let us help us to know that when we're covered by you, uh, there's nothing that's gonna get through except that which you may allow by your sovereignty. But Father, we know that we are clothed with Christ and you are for us, not against us. This battle belongs to you. It's the armor of God, it's the power of God. And so help us to realize that we're not talking about physical things here, we're talking about resting in Jesus. We're talking about knowing that we have his righteousness placed in our account. We're talking about walking in the reality of who we are in Christ. We're talking about putting on the provisions that you have so richly supplied. So just keep your head bowed for a moment and just let the word of God minister to your heart wherever you are tonight. Whatever your cares and concerns are, just cast them to him. Let him carry those things. Let him just bring you close to his heart. Father, clothe your precious people afresh with your presence and power. We love you, we worship you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to The Breastplate of Righteousness, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 14. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth on this station and on your podcast app. If you'd like to watch recent messages or church services with Pastor Michael and the Living Truth Congregation, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find the channel and learn more about Walk in Truth on our website, walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, the bottom line is that you have a breastplate of righteousness to put on. Are you? Are you putting it on every day? You say, Pastor Michael, that seems like such a strange thing. How would one put on a breastplate of righteousness? Do I need a suit of armor in my closet? No, this is a spiritual metaphor. What you're putting on is really the Lord Jesus Christ and his power. Remember, one of the key verses is Romans 13, 12 through 14. You're putting on the power of God. You do that through prayer, through Bible reading, through worship. You just make sure you start the day by putting on the clothing of the new man. And this is the image that the Bible gives us. In this case, it's not simply clothing, it's armor provided by a loving Heavenly Father who knows what you face every day and has given you provisions for the battle. 
Hey, I've written a book on this topic. It's called Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God. It is available on Amazon. It's also available if you'd like to give directly to this ministry, and this would be a blessing to us because for a $20 gift or more, especially for first-time givers, we'll get a copy of the book into your hands. But I will tell you from my heart, I would just like you to have the book. And if you can give to this ministry, that would be an extra blessing. You may say, Pastor Michael, how do I do that? A couple of different ways. You can go to walkintruth.com and do it that way and request the book and even submit a prayer request or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH to give. And I'll tell you, uh, we... I deeply appreciate, the team deeply appreciates all of our partners. You guys are helping make this happen by God's grace. And I'd love for this to be a double blessing. You give a little bit and we get you the book. And you can even request an extra copy or two if you have some new believers that you're discipling or you want to go through the armor of God as a Bible study. This is something that I did um, some years ago and it was a blessing. It actually was the reason that the book was written to begin with. Uh, I was doing a Bible study with some guys before racquetball, and uh, we we're going through Ephesians 6, and I was inspired with many of these concepts that you'll read in the book. And so you can request a copy of the book, Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God, when you call 844-48-TRUTH or go to walkintruth.com. Hey, we're going to be looking at the Shoes of Peace next as we go through the Armor of God. That's tomorrow, right here on Walk in Truth. Join us Tell a friend about what you're hearing, and we'll see you here. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 6.14 called The Shoes of Peace. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.